Blog Talk Radio.
podcast, the show that we talk about life's problems that may break or tear our hearts apart. On Reconnect My Heart, we discuss God's answers to life's problems to reconnect our hearts back to the way he originally made us. I'm your host, Brother Prate. I'm so glad you are able to join us. If you have any questions, comments, if you just want to listen to the show, feel free to call me at 516-453-9118. That's 516-453-9118. Or you can listen online at www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash reconnectmyheart. Or you can go to our chat room, which is available right now as we speak on our website, excuse me, at uh, blogtalkradio.com forward slash reconnectmyheart. Also, for those who are interested in seeing the video version of this particular podcast, feel free to go on my Facebook page, Brother Prater, B-R-O-T-H-E-R, or Prater, P as a Paul, R-A, T as a Tom, E-R, or you can go to my website at www.brotherprater.com forward slash Reconnect My Heart. When you see the page Reconnect My Heart, you can log on right there and you will see us. I want to thank each and every one who came in today. I hope that you all had a great day. I know there's been a lot of things that's been kind of going on in this world and just Pretty much, we just have to say that this is definitely praying time. So, without any further ado, what we want to do, we want to talk today. Uh, have you ever dealt with something so painful that it makes you feel like you lost your identity? Hmm. Have you ever dealt with anything that just makes you feel like you just just lost yourself? On today's show, we will talk about overcoming heartbreak, disappointment, regaining your identity, knowing or remembering who you were in the episode called Remember Who You Are. Point blank. Remember who you are. You know, there's a lot of things that happen in our life, and, you know, when you really think about it, there are some things that just it just shakes you. But the only thing that really caught my attention, when you think about it, there are things that happen to us that are no fault of our own. You think about a kid who may have gone through some type of abuse. I mean, they didn't ask for it. It happens. And the bad part about it, a lot of things have been swept under the rug for so long. But thank God now there are things that are coming exposed. But as much as things become exposed, remember that there is a victim. And so I want to talk to the people who may be watching or listening who may have felt like the victim or who might have been the victim. You know, there are so many people that go through things. And like I said, uh, just Life is in itself, it, it let us know that there are some mean people, there are some hateful people that are here, and there are some people, I don't care who you are, there are people who would try to hurt you, who would try to kill you. There are some people who just don't care about the other people's lives, and it's so heartbreaking. And so, you know, I was uh, I was thinking about the other day, 
there was a coworker of mine, real nice man. Uh, he was an older gentleman, and unfortunately, no matter how nice he was, there was an inmate overheard him say, "You know what? If I had a chance, I would get him. You know why? Because he's just too nice." What that showed me was, I don't care who you are, I don't care how nice you are to other people. There's somebody that always hates you. There are some people that don't like you. And like I said, this is something that we have to understand that it's no fault of our own. We're not responsible for how somebody feels about us. We're not. Especially if you're doing what you're supposed to, you're not responsible for that. But there are people who do not like us. So that's something that we have to really, really ask God to help us with. So I wanted to really just share that. Because there's so many people that are going through things in life, and they feel like, man, they feel like uh, they're the they're at fault. They feel like they're to blame, and and all this stuff. And unfortunately, it's just people. People just some people. I ain't gonna say everybody. Some people are just mean. They mean spirited. And so, like I said, I just wanted to make sure that we had brought that in to really just kind of let people know. You know what? This is the time for us to really just get together and just pray. So as we get ready to talk today, if this fits you, by all means, I hope and pray that there's something that's said that really help you, help all of us to be able to overcome whatever that we may have dealt with. And so with that being said, just understand that there are things that happen, like I said, that or no fault of our own. We can't help what a person think or says, especially when you've done all that you could. So what we want to do, we want to talk today, just conversate about healing, healing. And the way for us to be healed or become whole is knowing or remembering who you are. Like I said, there are things that happen that that make us rob, that robs our identity. It makes us question our identity. It makes us question the love from others, even the love from God. There are so many people that have questions before God. Just be honest. There are people that have questions before God because of things that have transpired in their life. And some people say, well, you know, don't question the God. No, 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 no. God wants us to be able to talk to him. You think about it, a person you have a relationship with, they want you to communicate. And God wants you to communicate with him. You know, there may be some things that we may get the answers from on this side of glory. There may be some things that we may not get the answers to. There's some things that we may not ever understand. But the key thing is we serve a God that wants us to talk to him and communicate with him. So that's something that we have to think about because, like I said, so many people, they have gone through things. And I'm going to tell you something. If you go through something so heartbreaking, so disappointing, you never know how you react until you in that person's shoes. So, you know, I believe in being sympathetic for those who, go through things and for us to never say, well, you know, I don't know why they did that. I don't know why they did that. You never know what you would do unless you in their shoes. And so 
if you've never been in that person's shoes, can't say how they should react or respond. And also not only being in that person's shoes, but having the knowledge or the lack of knowledge in the midst of that situation. You know, each person responds differently. And so that's something that we have to understand that there are people that go through things. And like I said, there may be some things that happen to you that may make you break, but it don't take you out. But let somebody else go through the same thing that you went through, it might kill them. So that's something that we have to understand. You know, these things that happen in our life, they're trying to get to us. Get this. They're trying to get to us right here. Oftentimes, things try to come to get to our mind, to get to our heart, or get to our will, break our spirits. So understand that there are some things that happen, and it's just so heartbreaking. You know, there are some folks have been through so much that they have forgotten who they are. They forgot how to live. They don't, matter of fact, just like how 911 September 11th was, Everything that happened him in the 11th, that was the norm. But because of the incident that happened, there's a lot of things around the world that has changed. It used to be where you can go to the airport and make it there in 10 to 15 minutes. You can get right into the airport seat. But now, because of what transpired, if you make it there within 10 to 15 minutes, you ain't going to be able to be seated. Why? Because there are things that has happened because of the terrorist attack that happened in America. So because of the change, what be, what was known as normal or normalcy no longer exists. But now after this, quote, unquote, 9-11, now we got to some normalcy. And then the pandemic hit, <laughs> you know, so there are things that happen and a lot of things that transpire, uh, it can be traumatic to some people. And there are some things that happen that will rock you to your core, but also rock you to your identity, the core of you, which places your identity, your identity is engraved in your core. But unfortunately, when we end up going through things, it can really challenge us. It can make us question so many things about life, in life. And like I said, there are some things that happen. It make us question, you know, are we, are we cursed? Are we this is something that's so that happened, and it seems like things always happen to me. Because if you think about it, the devil gonna always try to bring up and bring up into your remembrance the bad things, the severe things, uh, courses that has transpired in your life. And so, the devil try to get us, like I said, right here in our minds. He try to get us to take us out. Sometimes to make us give up, to make us take our own self out. And taking us out does not always mean pertaining to physically. It could be emotionally, psychologically, but also spiritually. So understand, a lot of things that happen also not just pertaining to 
uh, the events that happened, but also a lot of things that have happened, it could have been pertaining to when we put our heart and when we put our trust in a relationship, a particular relationship, in a career, in an individual. And when I speak about relationship, a lot of times we just automatically think about courtship. Okay, that's fine and dandy, but that's not all of it. What about the relationship that you may have with a sibling, a child, a relative, a neighbor, all these things? Because what happens a lot of times when we give our heart or give our trust to the wrong one, a lot of times we end up being broken and we end up dealing with the broken pieces that we've been dealt with. And so that's something that we have to really, really, really just look at and examine because what happened just like in a a wreck or an accident, if there is an accident on the highway, we see, bam, we see the damaged cars. But also what happened when the car is picked up, when the car is pulled off, sometimes even when the individual that was driving is hauled off in the ambulance, what happened? We don't talk about the road crew that cleans up the debris of the damages that were done. Sometimes all we see away from the car, ambulance gone, it's just debris in the road. And sometimes when those debris in the road are still there, what happened end up causing other accidents on that freeway or highway, on that road. And so what happens when it pertains to us, yes, true, there's been some type of damage to us. There have been some type of accident. There's debris in our life that's being exposed in the roles of our life. Now, the devil wants us to keep that debris on the road. The devil wants us to not think about the vehicle that was damaged being repaired, but he wants us to focus on the debris that's on the road, in the road of our life. So what do we do? Now, true enough, it might have been our first, quote-unquote, car. It might have been a car that we were fun with, so many memories. But what happened when we become hurt, when we've dealt with an accident, and we talk about uh, metaphorically, when the devil wants us to think about those debris on our, on our roads, it's easy for us to become attached to the debris instead of thinking about our vehicle being in the repair shop. So that's something we have to think about. And, you know, I, I know me, those that know me, I always talk about myself as an example because I like to make sure to let people know, hey, look here, it can happen to anybody. I tell people, hey, look here, you never know what goes on behind a person's smile, behind a person's face. And so what we have to do is acknowledge when someone, if you hear when someone have gone through something, Hey, look here, they may be smiling, they may say they're okay, but if God laid them on your heart, hey, pray for them, talk to them, reach out to them, because you never know how that accident or the devil may be dealing with them up in here in their mind. 
So understand with the things that have transpired in our life, we need to talk about those experiences that we have dealt with. Sometimes it does make us feel alone. Sometimes it makes us feel rejected, like I said, broken. There are some things that happen where it, it leaves us in a state of confusion. Sometimes, like when you have had some type of letdown or disappointment, sometimes it makes you feel that it's going to happen again. Sometimes the devil will rehearse those things in your mind to make you feel that that is the norm. And start expo- they expect the worst of life and miss out on the best part of life. You understand? So a lot of times that when the devil tries to do that, the devil try always try to make us feel like, well, you know what? Um, hey, look here. Like I said, you're cursed. Hey, you know what? You don't deserve anything good. Hey, you know what? You're a bad person. And funny thing is, the devil going to always try to make us feel bad or even make us feel that we're bad not because of what we do, but because how people treat us and what they say about us and what they do to us. That's something to think about. So what we want to do, we want to make sure that God is always, always there. And we have to be aware that God is there to help us in the time of our need. You know, at the time I was, at the time that um, I'm sharing this, I was trying to log on to some things and one thing led to another, it won't go. But no matter what, thank God that God God got everything under control. But now what we want to do, along with thinking about the broken pieces of our life and the how those experiences that we have dealt with in our life, regardless if it was rejection, um, uh, other things, especially now, I'm going to take a moment to talk about this, especially now there are so many people that are going through abuse, domestic violence. I mean, my goodness, I was listening to someone, and within the past week or two, there's been about 20 stories, 20 different stories. You know, I'm very passionate about that. I've been passionate about that for a long time. And then, especially as of recently, within the past two years, when I lost my sister pertaining to that, you know, so many people, you, you, you don't think about so many people, they have dealt with that, even though the violence has stopped, uh, the verbal abuse or the physical abuse has stopped. But you have to think about, uh, they, they call it PDS, PDST, PTSD. Um, postpartum, um, I hope I'm saying the name right, but a lot of things that has happened, it, it's rehearsed in our minds, and it, it leaves us a shell of ourselves. And so right now there are so many people that are going through that, and it's so heartbreaking, and you think about it, even though they may be out of quote-unquote physical danger, but that mental danger is still Right there, because it it leaves them shaken. And matter of fact, I was uh, listening earlier today. There was a minister that said that uh, that was uh, some animal that this person had had died, and he wondered what was wrong if it was sick or something. And come to find out, what happened was that animal, that pet that they had, 
They lived the life of stress for so long, it ended up killing them. Stress. And so sometimes what we dealt with, the devil would try to plant a seed right here in our minds to make us self-destruct. So understand, even in the midst of those things that happen, like I said, it can be several things. We could be here all month talking about a variety of things that gets us or people that have dealt with things. So many things, like I said, not just the abuse or the rejection and not just physical abuse that tortures us, but like I said, that emotional abuse, that rejection, um, the names that might have been called when you were growing up. Excuse me. And so many things that may have transpired and it make us, it, it, it forms, those words form in us and it paints a picture about us and we not based upon what God said about us, but what people said about us, we kind of take that in. Um, I, matter of fact, I was speaking to, I was speaking to someone. I was speaking to someone, and they were telling me that they were dealing with a person who was overweight for many years of their life, and then they lost some weight. But even though they may have physically lost their weight, what changed with their weight, but not their mindset of when they were bigger because of the names that were called, uh, the, the being picked on, all these things, and it locked in their membrane. It, it locked in their brain. And so a lot of things that happened, even though we might have had change on the outside, but change on the inside is required. And so, like I said, you never know what a person may be dealing with. So like I said, there are a variety of things. And I don't want to dismiss or discount any of it, but just acknowledging so many things that can happen that would try to shape or reshape who we are or who we should be, how we should think about ourselves. With that being said, what we have to do, we have to know that no matter what transpired in our life, no matter what has happened to us, we're not defined by what folks said about us or what folks done to us. We're not defined by that. You're not defined by what per- what a person said. You're not defined by it. In other words, that's not your identity. That What a person says about you or how a person treats you does not give you value. But also, it doesn't take value away from you. Now, true enough, we all want to be loved. We all want to be respected. But like I said earlier, as much as you may even do for a person, don't expect for them to be reciprocative towards you. See, a lot of times we put so much stock and trust in others. But we don't put a barrier on our heart to protect ourselves. One of the things I found out is so important for us to start putting, quote, unquote, boundaries or stipulations around our heart. It's for our safety. It's for our security to help us so that way if anything transpires, then there won't be so much of a devastation. But when you give your heart or your trust to someone who has not earned it, then it leaves us devastated. It leaves us broken. 
And the worst part, the worst thing you can do is to trust someone that trusts you, but you can't trust them. You understand that? In other words, a lot of times people call us a friend. People trust us because we are an honest person or we are people of integrity. But just because someone trusts you, that does not give us the right to trust them back because we are the people with integrity. And just because we are honest and forthcoming and have integrity, a lot of times we anticipate that how we are treating others, that they're going to treat us the same way. And a lot of times we let ourselves get hurt. A lot of times we get ourselves disappointed. A lot of times we get ourselves used because the person that we trusted, we thought, hey, I've been good to this person. I've been nice to this person, and they still mess me over. But understand, you are a trusting type of person, but you are the main one to have to put a barrier over your heart to make sure that you protect yourself, never giving the responsibility of somebody for somebody else to protect you or protect your heart, protect your trust level. So that's why one of the things I have to say that trust has to be earned. I I have to learn that the hard way. You know, even in the Bible, my Godfather always uh, referenced me because, you know, when I really understood this, hey, I said this several times a day, but the Bible tells us lay hands suddenly on no man, which means don't give your approval to people who has not earned it. Earned it. Now, I will say this. Many people get trust and respect confused. So many people, they say, well, you know, they got to earn my trust, you know. Excuse me, excuse me. They got to earn my respect. They got to earn my respect. And that is wrong. That's the, that's the wrong ideology. Respect is not earned. Respect is given automatically. Respect doesn't cost anything. Respect does not cost anything. We have to understand that. Respect does not cost anything. That's something that we should do anyway. Respect is given freely, but trust has to be earned. And where we mess up at and where we allow ourselves to get hurt at a lot of times, we make people earn our respect, but we give our trust for free. And we're the ones that's left in debt. But what you have to do, you have to give people respect. But just because you give people respect does not mean that you give them your trust. They are two different entities. They are two different things. Respect is given freely. Trust requires a cost. So protect ourselves. In order for us to protect ourselves, we have to put boundaries and limitations. And understand, just like trust. Okay, there are people that you respect. There are people that you respect. But just because you respect them, do you trust them to give them the keys to your house when you're not there? And you leave all your money, all your items, all your jewelry out. You think about it. If if you think about it that way, hmm. Matter of fact, as we talk, I'm thinking now, I'm like, man, I should have learned this. 20 years ago, they would have helped me out a great deal. <laughs> but understand, respect and trust 
are two different things. It's like um, H2O. H2O. You have to have both compounds to equal water. H2O. You need both. You can't have water without the one. You have to have both of them. So understand, when it comes down to respect and trust, if you respect and trust a person at the level of what they have earned in your life, then guess what? That's great. Then you can be able to have a sense of security. But when we give a person something and they have not earned it or they have not proven themselves, then we are leaving ourselves vulnerable. We're leaving ourselves open for uh, abuse or uh, uh, mistreatment or abandonment. So we have to understand that trust, trust has to be earned, but respect is given. So understand, along with that, we have to understand that when we we have to know who we are, and we know who we are, not based upon what a person said about us or how a person treated us or what a person tells us. What we have to do, we have to go back to the manufacturer, and that manufacturer is God Almighty. We have to understand based upon what he said, not what they said or what they did. One of the things we always say is being able to go back to our original state. You know, um, knowing who we are, matter of fact, I, I gave this analogy, knowing who we are or knowing who we were, knowing who we were before all the hurt, before all the rejection that we dealt with, before all the mistreatment and the disappointments, knowing who we were so we could become who he want us to be. See, I found out that there was a whole difference because um, it made me think, and I'm pretty sure many of us have seen many people who were like this. Think about this. Do you remember seeing a little kid that was so happy, so bubbly, laughing and joking, just fun, full of life? And then you see that kid years later, and that kid now becomes an adult. And that little kid who was once bubbly, happy, now they're so depressed or they're so out of it. They're so hard. They're so cold. Hmm. Now you think about it. Was that kid like that from the very beginning? No. There are things that have happened in that child's life to make them become how they are and who they are. There is a series of things that may have happened or some major heartbreaks or disappointments that have happened, and it reshaped that child's emotions or their mindset or their ideology, so to speak. So what we have to understand, these things that happen, it can play a huge part if we're not healed or whole, if we're not delivered from that. Those things can change the course of who we are. 
to make us somebody that we did, that God did not want us to be. So I said that because when you look at it, that child innocent, but somewhere along the way, innocence was taken. Somewhere along the way, there might have been some mistreatment, might have been some disappointment, might have been some type of uh, trust issue that may have transpired or rejection or abandonment or something, even a loss. So when those things happen and now you see that adult, you're like, wait a minute, what happened? And you know what What happened? Even if that person want to go back to who they were, the innocence of them. They might be afraid because they may have given their trust to the wrong one. And now it's like, you know what? I will never be hurt again. I'm not going to trust someone the way I trusted this person. And I allow myself to get hurt. I allow myself to get used. Hmm. Also, I'm going to tell you like this. Even I was speaking earlier about even about a loss. There are some people, they loved someone so much, so hard, and, hey, this person, it was reciprocated. They were trusting with someone, but then all of a sudden, that person dies on them. You know, you speak to some widows or some widow, some, some widows or some widowers. You talk to some people who may have lost some loved ones that they never expected to go, never to leave. And you know what happens? If we don't get the healing or even just talk about it, express ourselves, express our hurt, it can change the way we have relationships with other people. Because when you have loved someone so deeply and you lose them through death, I'm not just talking about, oh, but it was a misunderstanding that person out of my life. No, I'm talking about even through death. Sometimes you have that person may have had their identity entangled. Matter of fact, this is even me speaking about myself right now. When your identity was intertwined with the other person's identity, and then all of a sudden that person goes, that person dies, it leaves you feeling like, man, who am I? <laughs> oh, I'm gonna say it. I'm gonna rephrase it. It made me feel like, man, who am I? You know, what am I supposed to do? Like I mentioned, even when I lost my sister, hey, man, look here. If this is me being real, not just Reverend Prater, no, no, no. This is one person to another. I want to be honest with you. When I lost my sister, look here. Someone that I've I've had in my life since I was 11 months old, someone I had in my life where I was telling my nephew and somebody else, she was not just my sister. She was not just my friend. She was not just the girl that went to school with me. She was my classmate, too. I mean, we were from first grade on up to 12th grade. We were together. And so even when I experienced the loss of my sister, hey, you know, God, hey, look, I, I, don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know who I am. I don't know what I'm supposed to do. I don't know. You know, um, everything in the course of my life, it was it was wrapped in with my sister and not just her in my life, but me in her life. You know, the important things in her life. She was in my life. I was in her life. All these things, you know. And so when it comes down to the death of someone that we love so dearly, you're like, oh, no. Oh, no. God, God I, don't I don't understand this. I don't, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. 
So understanding, like I said, even with death, death can make you question so many things about life. And you end up wondering, you know, what what am I supposed to do? And it may even make you feel afraid to love someone with the depth, with the in, intensity that you have loved the person that you had lost. So we have to understand and be real with it. And and I'm gonna tell you this. I tell people number one, there's nothing wrong with getting professional counseling. There are Christian counselors that are available, but also on the same token, you may want to talk to someone, or you may allow somebody to talk to you. But not everybody, excuse me, not everybody is qualified to handle what's on your heart. And if you recognize that there are people that you may be talking to or maybe listening to you that's not qualified to handle what's on your heart or what you have to share, then you need to move around because some people, they may not help you with good intentions. They may want to help you, but they may not be qualified to help you. And they may even not just not allow healing, but they make matters worse. So that's something we have to understand and accept. Hey, you know, accept that there are some people they can't handle what's on your heart. So understanding, excuse me, understanding that in the midst of everything, we're not defined by our hurt. We're not defined by our, we're not defined by our uh, disappointments. And like I said, with things that transpire, it may shape or mold us to make us become something beyond or different than where we started or who we were when we first started. So that's why it's important for us to be able to give everything to God because, get this, of course, God wants us to be just like how we were when we came out the manufacturer. Like I said, before all the hurt, before the rejection, before the disappointment, before all these abandonments, these trust issues that we have, God God trying to get us back to who we were before all that mess. So, so that way, that way we can go back on court, be back on the right course. You know, understand the core of who you are, the core of who you were, that's who God is trying to make you to become. He want to get you back to there so he can be, it's like when there has been damage on a building, sometimes we got to knock the building down, but the foundation is still there. Get back to the foundation and rebuild better than it was before it was torn, before it was damaged. Understand, for us to be able to be rebuilt, we got to let God do it. And also, I'm going to say it like this. let go, go to God just as you are, and then also allow him to pick the things and reveal the things that he's going to repair, but also allow him to leave things that he say that needs to be left alone, that it be left alone. Why do I say that? Because a lot of times 
a lot of time, excuse me, a lot of time we think, oh well, I don't, I don't like the way I am because I'm this way, I'm that way. Uh, uh, um, I, I don't like that, but that might be the quality and the personality that God made you for a particular purpose. There are some people, hey, you might be a trusting person, you might be a loving person, you might be a caring person, but there are some people because they have uh, mismanaged their heart or they have allowed the wrong one within their heart or within their mind, they hate that they are a trusting person because they trusted the wrong person, and now they don't want to be a trusting person whatsoever. And God said, hey, look at No, no, no. That's your personality that I made. You just got to be careful who you choose to trust. But I said of that because there are some things that we may want to tell God to fix, and God said, no, that's you. Don't you know that God made you with a particular personality? You know, if you look at it, a lot of uh, personality, God is, number one, it's not a sinful, but God made us a certain way so that way we could be influential in the purpose and plan that he has for us to be in. What I mean, there are some people that you may reach that I may never will, and they might be drawn to God through you because of your personality, your flavor, or uh, some people say your swag. But understand, that's you, and God made you that way. That's not something that you need to change. That's not something God wants to change. God made you the way he eat, the way that you are. I mean, the the core of you, you know, People just think God is just some stiff, uncurring God. No, God is a God of personality. Look, we all got different personality. We all got personality. Understand that God made us in his image and likeness, his characteristic, his personality. You know, understand, even with emotion, God made us with emotions, but that's not something that we need to change if God saying, no, I instill that in you. The circumstances that you dealt with did not put that into you. I put that into you, but I'm telling you who to choose and who not to choose, who to trust and who not to trust. So understand, God made us a certain way for a particular reason. So like I said, understanding, being able to accept who God made you and give him the things that was caused by the rejection or the hurt that you've dealt with. So that's something that we have to really understand that God made us a certain way and for us to be able to appreciate it. Also understand that you, the, the core of you, the real you, in spite of everything that transpired, the real you, You are a person that is so valued by God, so loved by God. Why do you think that the devil tried to get your attention to make you change who you are? The devil wants you to change for you to become bitter, hard, all that stuff. But see, get this. Even in the situation you may have dealt with that you might have let yourself down, you might have did some things in the past that, you know, you might be regretful for. Hey, that's fine and dandy, but understand, the devil ain't worried about what he can make you do. Because you can do something one time, repent, and never do it again. 
the devil is not worried about what he can make you do. He's more worried about what he can make you become. If he can make you become something that you're not, then that'll be a part of your character, a part of your nature. That way you will do it every opportunity when possible. So understand, the devil ain't worried about, you know, you, um, you know, doing this and doing that. No, he's trying to make you. The devil ain't worried about you being mean. He's more concerned about making you become mean. In other words, you might be mean to one person, and it might be justified. But when he can make your personality mean consistently, then he won. So that way you end up missing out on your blessing and just being a miserable person. That's what the devil want to make you become based upon what you dealt with or what you went through. The experiences. See, experiences, the devil try to use experiences to make us or remold us to become hard, bitter. But God want to heal us for us to become better. Not just better than who we are, better than who we were and better than who we who we're becoming if that make any sense <laughs> so understand the devil is trying to reshape or re recalibrate who we are based upon the foolishness and the mess that we have dealt with so understand even in the midst of that the core of you the real you the one that god is trying to make you reboot or be refreshed to, you were tailor-made for God's purpose, and he made you with his personality. God made us, like I said, God made us to be healed and to reset to the manufacturer's default. Like I said, that was before all the hurt, all the foolishness that we dealt with. God wanted us to be that. But also understand, God wants us to be able to appreciate who we are, understand it's our responsibility, our responsibility to seek the approval of God and not people. It's our responsibility. Of course, people may try to talk to us, to tell us, hey, look here, but you need to do this, you need to do that. And one of the things I always tell people, we serve a God on high, but the people down here ain't your God. The people here does not have a heaven or hell to throw you in. So you don't, we respect people. We love people. But on the other hand, your first priority is to please him and not them. There are so many people, they are dealing with inward battle within themselves because they have been engraved in their mind that, hey, they're, they're, they're supposed to be doing this because uh, uh, this person told me I need to do this. That person, and it's leaving them confused. But one of the things I always tell people, God is not the author of confusion. And I'm going to say it like this. There are so many people that have given their trust to people who does not have their best interest at heart. One of the things I always tell people, you have to go by what God is telling you, and God can always talk to you within your spirit for us to be able to know, listen, and understand the voice and the spirit of God. We have to know that. We have to learn that. 
because how else are we going to be able to obey God? Of course, we can read his words, study his words. That's great. That's what we need to do. But reading God's word, it gives us so many answers. It gives us a general answer. But when God wants to tell you something specifically for you, he will tell you and talk to you, and it'll be so crystal clear. It will be peace in your mind, peace in your heart. He want to talk to you. He want to commune with you. But in order for you to be able to really understand, you have to develop that relationship, that closer relationship, that intimate relationship with him. You have to have that. And when you have that relationship with him, then when people tell you things that does not line up with what God told you, then you understand, hey, look here, I'm going to do what God says, and no offense, but I already got my answer. Because if you're not careful, there are people that would try to be your God, just point blank. We as believers of Jesus Christ, we have no reason to allow people to confuse us. There's so many people that I know, good-hearted people that I know, they sweet people, but they're so confused right now because they're listening to the wrong people. And these people, some of them, Show it up. They may be at your job. They may be in your family. They may be in your church. But instead of you seeking them, we got to seek him. Because I'm telling you, God want to not just have that relationship with you, but God want to tell you something straight himself. He want to tell you something fresh off the press. God does not God does not have to use a third-party communication to get to you or to reach you. Understand, if People say to you, hey, look here, God told me to tell you this. It shouldn't be anything strange or something you've never heard. People will give you confirmation. In other words, people will confirm what God has already told you. And get this, there will be peace. There will be the peace of God when there's confirmation. But when someone tells you something and it leaves you confused or it leaves you troubled, then you need to examine that because that may not be God. And so many people, they will say, oh, well, God, thus says the Lord. Uh-uh, look here. If you got a third grade education and you 29 years old, 30 years old, 45 years old, God not going to talk over your head. He's going to talk to you where you can understand. You know who would talk over your head? Man. Why? Because they're trying to impress with flattering words and all that stuff to make it sound so profound. And God may tell you, hey, look here, I'll tell you something. You need to go across the street and apologize. <laughs> There's something so simple. God, listen, I tell people all the time, God is into simplicity. You think about it. Why God going to talk over your head when he's telling you to obey him? You don't know what he's saying. That ain't God. Like I said, I've said this many years ago. Matter of fact, um, this has been a part of my testimony when I've shared this, but God is not the author of confusion. When there is confusion, it ain't of God, and you can bank on that. But where there is where there is the spirit of God, there is peace. There is deliverance. There is yokes being destroyed, burdens being lifted. But confusion brings burden, and burdens and shackles and yokes did not come from God. God is a peacemaker. 
God is a yoke breaker. He's not a yoke maker. So we have to understand and examine. It doesn't matter who it is. We got to get beyond when you see in the person, when you're talking to the person, get beyond their face and start listening to their spirit. God want to reveal to you their spirit. God want to reveal to you the things that they may be telling you. And it, it may be, it may sound right, but it may not be of God. Remember that we are in an assignment and God is trying to tell you, God is trying to reach you. Like I said, we're boiled down to remember who you are. Remember, you're a child of God. You are a child of God, the child of the Most High. We are heirs of God, joint heirs of Jesus Christ. Joint heirs meaning we share the heirs what Jesus has. We share it. But the devil and the people that the devil send to us or bring to us, or even sometimes the devil that we pick on ourselves, they're trying to destroy our purpose, our plans, knowingly or unknowingly. In other words, they're trying to interfere in the purpose and plan God has for us. They are distractions. So we have to understand what God has for us and who we are in God. We have to understand who we are in God. Let me tell you something. This this was really, really, really caught my attention. It was so profound to me. It hit me uh, when I thought about it today. You think about this. For those who have been to a club, you might have gone to a club during regular regular days, regular hours. Excuse me. And it might have been just a regular price. Let's say $10. $10. Cover charge, $10. But then let there be word that a celebrity going to be at that particular club. Now, what's going to happen? That cover charge or that cover price is not going to stay $10. They're going to jack up the price. Why are they going to jack up the price? Because of the club? No. They're going to jack up the price because of the celebrity that's going to be there or the celebrity that's in the club. They're going to jack up the price because of the celebrities in the club. And anybody that wants in other words, that club is of value. Why? Because there's a celebrity in the club. But once that celebrity leaves, are they going to keep it at the price of what that, uh, when that celebrity was in there? No, they're not. They're going to bring it right back to the regular price. In other words, it's affordable for everyone. So, why did I bring it up? The value of the club, the value shot up when the celebrity was in the club. But the celebrity, once that celebrity leave that club and go to another club, then what becomes valuable is not where the, cl- the club that the celebrity was at, but now it's where the celebrity is, is right now. Well, you think about this. You are like the club, and you have someone in you named the Holy Ghost that gives you great value. Before you got saved, hey, look here. You wasn't as valuable as who you are right now. But now you have the Holy Ghost living in you. You have God's Spirit living in you. Look, you are of value. So we have to understand the makeup of who we are so that way we don't allow ourselves to be 
in situations or be in interference with people that's going to depreciate our value or not appreciate our value. They're going to either depreciate our value or not appreciate our value. So we have to understand we are valuable. We are a rare commodity. And one of the things I said earlier this week, rare items, rare items are priceless. Rare items have great value. But when there's a multitude of a thing, then guess what? A lot of times they have a sale and they lesser, they lessen the value. They lessen the value. They lessen the worth of that particular item. But when there's a shortage, hey, they can jack up the price. So we have to understand we are of great value. There's no, look here, there's only one of you. And even people that are twins, not just fraternal twins, but even identical twins, even identical twins, they're still unique because even though they might be identical twins, they have different features. <laughs> they have different features. It sounds crazy, but they do. So same thing with you. You're rare. You have so much value and stock that God has invested into you, regardless of what a person may say or think. So understand, we are of value. But understand, we we have to get back to knowing who God is. And in order for us to be able to know who we are, we got to know who God is. And when we know and learn who God is, he's going to reveal himself to us. And not only he's going to reveal who he is, but he's going to reveal who we are in him, integrity of the creator, Jesus Christ. We have to trust the integrity of God Almighty. And when we trust the integrity of God Almighty, then it helps us to understand the material that we're made in. Like I said, we're made in God's image and likeness, his characteristic, his nature, his personality. We are made from that. But also on the same token, understand, you know, it's our responsibility. And, and of course, being able to acknowledge even some of the mistakes that we have made, not just in what we did, but also, even the things that we have chosen may have caused us harm or pain. What we got to do is be able to forgive ourselves. As long as you're holding on to unforgiveness towards yourself, you will not get the healing that you need. We have to understand that God wants us to be healed. God wants us to be whole. God wants us to be able to look at the better part of life, his word, based on his, our purpose in his in his plan, God wants us to be able to look at these things. Also understand being able to forgive ourselves and, of course, being able to forgive the person who may have hurt us, who may have rejected us, who may have abandoned us. But a lot of times we can't let go of the people who have hurt us because we don't know how to let go of the hurt that we allowed ourselves to go through or to be in. So many people, they are holding on. And some people, now I, so I'll say it like this. Some people say, well, you know, just let it go. Just let it go. It's more than just letting it go. We got to know how to let it go. And 
the way to be able to learn that, one of the ways is understand, regardless if it was your fault that you chose that person or that person just came to you and just took you by surprise, being able to forgive. And when I say being able to forgive, that does not mean that you agreed or you like what happened or even forgiving yourself for even choosing the people that may have hurt us or choosing to trust the wrong person. Being able to forgive yourself, being able to forgive them, but like I said, that doesn't mean that you like what they did. You just choose to not allow that to make you a prisoner to keep you stuck, permanently stuck, mentally or emotionally or even spiritually. And all of us to grow from where we came from, we have to be able to go ahead and say, you know what? I refuse to allow this to define me. Like I said, you're not forgiving the act. You're forgiving the person. You forgive the person. Now, you may remember the act, and you know what? It's okay for you to. You know, a lot of times people think, well, you know, you got to forgive and let it go. Okay, well, you can forgive the person, but you have to understand, even though you may have given the person your trust in the past and they did such and such and such, but you forgive them. But just because you forgave a person does not mean that you give them the level of trust that you once gave them. The answer is no. You can forgive them and still give them zero trust. Zero trust. Is that okay? Is that godly? Yes, it is. Yes, it is. The Bible tells us also to try the spirit by the spirit. Try their spirit by the spirit of God. That's going to help us be able to even build up that trust level for us to become aware so that way we can better gauge who to trust and who not to trust. So that's something we have to remember. Also, understand this. Understand, there's an old saying, uh, what you don't know won't hurt you. That's wrong. You know, they say knowledge is key, which is good. Knowing a thing is good. But remember this, you know that old saying, you're going to reap what you sow? And I'm saying all this because I want us to really think about it. They're all saying, you're going to reap what you sow. Not only does that mean that you can reap you can reap great things when you know things, but also understand that also means you can reap what you don't know. What you do know can be helpful, but what you don't know can be harmful. What you do know could be helpful, insightful, but what you don't know could hurt you or kill you. What you know when it's applied is what you sow. But your knowledge, when it's applied, is a farmer. It's like a farmer. You receiving based upon what you've applied. The knowledge that you applied, it can produce something hard, something awesome for your harvest. But also understand this. Some folks will never, never think about your ignorance or what you don't know becoming a farmer too. See, 
what you don't know is like a weed. It's like a weed seed. If you ever went to a garden or a yard, they may have a beautiful, beautiful green grass, but that grass you have to water, you have to sometimes put the seeds in, sometimes you may have to even put some more grass in to make it beautiful. But weeds, weeds just show up. You don't have to have seeds of weed. So understand, just like when you take care of that pretty grass, you got to be aware of the weeds to be able to pick them out, get rid of them from the roots. So what you don't know could be very fatal to you. So that's why it's so important to understand, to get all the knowledge that we can and put it in application. There's a saying that said, well, you know, ignorance of the law is no excuse. Same principle. Ignorance of the law is no excuse. It's not just pertaining to uh, uh, traffic. It pertains to your life, too. You know, there's an expectation. Hey, look here. You should know. It's just like if I start driving right now. If I start driving right now, it's, there's an anticipation that I know every rule, not just that's implemented, but if there's anything new in the new laws that come, by default, they expect from me to learn it because the information is going to be put out there. But it's my responsibility to look and search for that information, for me to be on cutting edge of the information. Be there in the not look, be in the information highway where it's going backwards and forwards. The same thing pertaining to life, the same thing pertaining to you. Nobody should know you better than you. Nobody should know you better than you. But unfortunately, many of us, you know what we do? A lot of times we end up we end up thinking that all there is to us is just a single mirror. And we listen to other people give us definitions, give us our purpose, give us a word. No, no, no. Look here. Your life is more than just a single mirror that's in front of you. While you expect other people to tell you what's behind you. No, no, no. And God will tell you, hey, look here. I not only have a mirror that's in front of you that I placed there, but I also have several mirrors in place for you to grab to have accessibility to so you can turn around and look at the mirror in front of you and you can be able to see the reflection behind you. You can be able to look on all corners, even your blind spots. In other words, I don't want you to have to depend upon other people to know about you. I want to tell you who you are, I want to tell you. So trust me and trust what I tell you, not based on somebody else. Like I said, no one else should tell you something better or more to you. So understand that it is so important for us to seek God about us, not people. So understand, it's very important, very important to understand ignorance it's no excuse. And ignorance simply means don't know. Unlearn. And sometimes people innocence. Sometimes being being innocent or naive, it could be in the it could be in the same results. So us not be naive to the things that God has at our disposable for us to know and learn. Learn about you. Let me tell you something. Prayer is more than just well, uh, uh, when trouble comes. No. Listen, that's your communication with you and God. 
you and your maker. God is there to talk and communicate with us. I'm telling you, God can tell you things that's so so deep it will blow your mind. But also, God will forewarn you about things. God will forewarn you about things before things happen to protect you, to make you become aware of things. I'm telling you, for firsthand experience, God will tell you, hey, look, here, don't you go over there. Go this way. And then all of a sudden, you go the way that God told you. And this thing, you know, you look, and there was an accident that God prevented you from being in. Also, let's be honest, we dealt with some people, and God said, no, don't deal with that person. And all of a sudden, that person was more hell in their other person's life that they didn't deal with. You know, oh, God, thank you for rescuing me before I, I got caught up. Thank you. So understand, God wants us to be able to be aware of these things. And also, not know, I was mentioning earlier about ignorance, not only being aware of your harvest, but being aware of your weeds. Also, being aware of who you are and also never, never, never abandon your integrity for yourself or of yourself. You understand that? Never abandon your integrity for yourself and also of yourself. In other words, Never allow yourself to be somebody else's walking mat. Never allow yourself to be uh, the punch, uh, the, uh, the, uh, what you call it, the punchline, the punchline of other people's jokes. You understand? So understand there are some people, because we have abused and misused ourselves, sometimes they give people the license to treat us the same way. No. Put boundaries on yourself. Respect yourself. Don't let nobody walk over you. Don't let nobody uh, mistreat you. No. But see, a lot of times what happens, they'll mistreat us because they see that we mistreat ourselves. Like I said, I learned that from firsthand experience. I used to deliberately, used to deliberately uh, uh, be silly, do silly things just to be accepted. And you know what? You know what? I was accepted for a reason. You know why? Because I was the one that was always being made fun of. I was the one that was, because I was allowing myself to do that on myself, for myself. And if I didn't respect me, how would I expect other people to respect me? They're not going to do it. But if I respect myself, and even when someone tries to test, you got to nip things in the bud. When you nip things in a bud, hey, it, it sets up, hey, look here. Uh, boundaries. That's what you got to establish. Boundaries. One of the things we already talked about, even in the Bible, in the Bible, the strength of the city was defined by the strength of the wall or the gate at the city. Those were boundaries. See, when the city wall, when the city gates were established, they put armed guards and all that stuff, and it showed the strength of the city. But if there was no guards, if there was no wall, there was no gate established for that city, then they let any and everybody walk in and out. So understand, your wall, your city, it has to be defined. It has to be established. What type of parameters are you putting on people about you? People have to understand that you got to respect yourself and you have to respect it. You have to show people. Sometimes you have to show people 
how to respect you, how to treat you by how you treat yourself. Let them see you. Let them see you discipline yourself with a person as, as a person of integrity, of morality, of ethics. Sometimes, no, no. Sometimes it's good to just tell people, no, uh-uh, no. Because you know why? Because it's on you. Well, yeah, and I don't mean like, well, no, 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 no. Be firm with your answer. The Bible tells us, let your yay be yay, let your nay be nay. In other words, if it's something you don't want to do, just say no. You ain't got to explain. Well, why not? Walk off. I'm going to say it like this. This might be for somebody right here. Quit talking to people trying to explain about you. Trying to explain why you're not going to do that. Why you're not going to do that. You ain't, look here. You ain't got to explain that. You don't owe nobody nothing. Just point blank. I feel the need to say, I feel somebody's watching right now. It's like every time somebody wants them to do something, they they got to explain, well, no, nah, well, I don't, I don't uh-uh. Just say no and leave it alone. That's it. If, look here. If they don't like it, that ain't your problem. It's their problem. Let them deal with it. But quit being captain stages for everybody and leave yourself abandoned. Hey, that was free. So understand, this is something we have to understand. God want us to set healthy boundaries. But the only way that we can put the boundaries and for people to respect them, if we respect the boundaries that we have upon ourselves, just point blank. Also, understand, uh, like in my job, I have we have two different books. One book is called the SOP, which means the Standard Operating Procedure, and then there's another book called the Code of Conduct. The SOP, this uh, Standard Operating Procedure, the SOP is something that we're supposed to do, and the Code of Conduct is our character within what we're supposed to do. So one, the SOP is talking about what we do, and the code of conduct is our behavior, our attitude, even our appearance in what we're doing. So understand SOP, code of conduct. What in our world, in the spiritual world, they merge, and we have the Bible, <laughs> the Bible that would tell us and teach us what to do, tell us and teach us how to do it, tell us and teach us what we expect, what we should have, the things that we're supposed to be, uh, and, and also governing ourselves pertaining to our conduct, our morality. So understand, with these things, we have to understand that there is an integrity that we're supposed to have a display, like I said, not just towards others, but towards ourselves. Show people how to treat you by treating yourself that way. Show people that you are important. Show people that, hey, you matter. But also what's going to happen, that's going to help us where when we deal with these words and these attitudes and all that stuff, that people may try to get to us, it's not going to affect us. You know why? Because, number one, the people that act that way, it helps us, help us to see beyond who they are, even if they're a familiar face. We're going to understand. Now, it may disappoint us, but it ain't going to hurt us. It may disappoint us, but it ain't going to kill us. 
because what happened, we understand, you know what? No, nah, you know what? That person had a bad day or that person, they, they, they don't know who they're dealing with. They ain't gone. But what happened when we don't know how, you know, who we are and how we're supposed to treat ourselves, we allow anything and anybody to treat us any kind of way. Look here, we're not no project. We're a human being. You are a human being. But like I said, you ain't got to convince somebody. Look, less talking, more action. In other words, just shut up. Just shut up and show people. Let this be the show me state. Don't tell people how to treat you. Sometimes you just got to show them. But also, I'm going to say this, also along with being able to um, not telling a person how to treat you, and this is pertaining to a relationship, regardless if it's dating or even friends or family. Look, people that really care about you, you don't have to tell them how to treat you. But unfortunately, there are some people like in courtship, there are some people, well, you, you know, you're supposed to treat me this way. You're supposed to treat me that way. Uh-uh. Quit all that. If you got to tell them how to treat you, then guess what? They don't know you. They didn't take out the time to invest into you. So why deal with somebody who have not invested into Now, you invest into them, but you ain't getting nothing in return. You investing into them, but why are you investing into them and they're not investing into you? It's so many. I'm gonna say it. It's so many people right now. They're in relationships. They're courting. They're dating someone, and they giving they all. They trying to help them be a better person, and that's not the idea of a relationship. Relationship. If you have to build somebody, that ain't a relationship. That's parenting. Or that's mentoring. You can't you can't mentor somebody that you're dating. And also, that says a lot about the person who may be trying to be in a relationship to change someone. That means that you're not happy with that person or who they are, and you have to accept that. And accept that God may have somebody for you that's already whole, complete. You don't have to change them. How they say on a on a the uh, dinner rolls, brown and serve. In other words, they already ready. But if you have to try to make somebody understand you ain't God, so why do that when God is sending somebody that's already equipped and ready? So that's a little something I wanted to share. But understand, un- unfortunately, so many people they end up trying to make it, make it work with someone that God did not send their way. But understand, God is trying to forewarn you about that particular person. Hey, hey, this person, they're not trustworthy. And I'm going to tell you something. God knows, God not only knows you, but God knows them. Oh, but they just need help and they just did blah, 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 blah. But understand, that person don't mean you any good. God knows their motives. God knows their heart. God hears their conversation. And he tried to forewarn you to protect you. Understand, that's not your makeup. That's not your identity. That's not even your purpose to even deal with them in a relationship setting. So understand, God has so much for you. But unfortunately, a lot of times, we're the one that cutting off our own blessing. <clears throat> 
we cut off our own blessing because we hold on to people that God did not authorize us to have. Mm. So understand, God has so much for us, way beyond what we what we dealing with right now. Understand, God hurt God. Like I said, God knows their motives. God knows their intent. God knows who gonna be who they gonna be years from now. God knows, but God knows who you're becoming. God knows the purpose and plan he has for you. God knows that this person that you're trying to invest into, they're going to pull you away from God. They're not going to bring you closer to God, but you're trying to get them close to God for you to get close by you getting close to them. And by you getting close to them, thinking that you're going to get them close to God, they pull you away from God and they pull you away from yourself. So understand, that's not God's purpose for you. God has so much more for you than what you're dealing with right now. So understand, with all of this that's going on, God has so much more, way beyond what we're dealing with. But like I said, we have to remember who we are. Understand, that's not, look here, that's not our problem. And so many of us, we're dealing with problems that God did not authorize us to have. We choosing other people's problems. They're not our pro- they're not our problem, nor purpose, nor project. We choosing that, and there's nothing sadder than to be doing somebody else's job, and you don't get the credit nor the wage for it. We wasting our time while you are supposed to be doing your job. You're doing somebody else's job, and your job is left undone. So understand, you don't have to do anything. You don't have to do anything for somebody that don't like you. And so there are people who are trying to get in a relationship or trying to help this person in a relationship, and they don't really care for you. They don't look here. You're trying to help them. You're trying to make them better, and they don't like you, and they're trying to make you change. It's like a competition. And you know who's going to win? Them. So understand, when it boils down to it, God wants us to know who he is. And when we know who he is, it will help us even when we deal with problems and situations, even disappointments. I want to share this with you. I know what I used to do whenever I dealt with a relationship, a failed relationship, I got my heart broken and all that stuff. You know, you know what happened? Now, this is me. Like I said, I don't mind being transparent. This is, you know, years ago. But whenever I dealt with a disappointment where, you know, a relationship ended or whatever I said, I'll be just so sad, so depressed. And then all of a sudden, I heard this little voice say, get up, brush your teeth. This in the middle of the night. Get up, brush your teeth, put on some clothes and go to Walmart. I'm like, what? <laughs> Okay. Now, in the beginning, I didn't know why. I thought, well, you know, hey, maybe some other chick is supposed to be here or something, you know. But throughout the course of the years, God began to start explaining to me why he had me to go to Walmart. Now, before the pandemic, what happened, Walmart was a 24-hour-a-day, seven-days-a-week business, a, a store that did not close. And so... In the middle of the night, when it's all gloomy, when y'all sad, when you're depressed, 
what happened? Go up there to Walmart and bam, the lights are shining bright. There are staff members that are up and alert. And I was like, wow. And what God showed me was the same amount of lights that were in the building, the same, in, sometimes the enthusiastic employees are supposed to be the enthusiastic employees that were there at night were the same characteristics that were there in the day. In other words, what God was showing me, he want to teach me how to be consistent. So if someone is in my life, I'm dating them, hey, it's all good. But if someone want to leave or you don't have anybody in your life, it's all good. The main thing is the store is still there regardless of the different people that come in, the different customers that come in. The store will still remain the same. And what God was saying is being consistent because who you are should not change because of the different customers that may come. Don't change who you are. Excuse me. Don't change who I made you to be. That's what God was showing. Don't change who I made you to be because of circumstances, because of disappointments, because of rejections, all these things. No. You know what? That made sense to me. (laughs) I was like, man, I wish I had known that earlier. But God wanted us to be consistent. In other words, God want to rebuild us, recharge us, want us to be consistent, want us to be true to ourselves. Understand, there are some people, understand it, when it, came, when it came down to a person leaving your life, like I said, not just courtship, even uh, people that you consider friends, even people that don't want to deal with you, family whatever, church members, whatever. Understand, there are some people, they're just not enough. In other words, you were not enough for the one. You were not enough. Excuse me. You are enough for the one that God sends, but for the one that God didn't send, you weren't enough for them. And that's okay. They weren't enough for you. That's okay. Being able to still be consistent with who you are and love and appreciate who you are. There are some people that's going to leave. There are some people, and you know what? That's a good thing. If somebody leave you alone, if somebody, well, it's over with. Oh, okay, thank you. I appreciate it. No, thank you for the good times. No hard feelings. I thank you. And keep on going. Now, I'm saying it. Take it from somebody who dealt with this. Take it from someone who used to deal with low self-esteem. Take it from someone who used to just uh, be devastated. My thing now, I see, hey, look here. Count everything joy. Count it all joy. No matter what situations occur, count it all joy because some way, somehow, there's some good that can come out of it that God may be revealing that's going to turn out for my good. But that's not my responsibility to figure it out. It's his responsibility. If I'm doing what he tells me to do and I'm obedient and trusting him, I give that responsibility to God, not me. But if somebody want to leave, hey, okay. That means if somebody want to leave free willing, that means that they don't have the stand power when things get rough. 
So it's best for someone to leave now before your blessings come. That way, by the time your blessings do come, there's somebody that's in place that got some stand power. Somebody that want to be there through the thick and thin. Remember, in, remember in weddings we say for better for worse. Well, why are we gonna lose our mind because somebody want to leave when we are at our quote unquote worst? You know what I see? Sometimes a person leaving at our worst is making room for when we're at our best. If you can't say amen, say ouch. The thing is, we have to understand, no matter what situations occur, you know what? The steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. So if your steps are ordered by the Lord and there are some people that fall along the way, that want to leave you alone, that don't want to deal with you, hey, look here. That's good. It's best for them to be exposed now. Terminate your calling. Hmm. So we got to understand that. Got to understand that. God want us. God want us to understand that this is not just, like I said, this is not just pertaining to uh, love or dating, like I said, friendship or career. You know, that job that you had, you depended upon, you were so solid, you were so faithful to. Hey, look here, they want to fire you, they want to uh, uh, let you go. Hey, it may be disappointing. You may have invested your time, your love, and all that stuff in that career. But you know what? Your brook may be drying up. God may be having, look, God been telling you, hey, look here, plan, plan your extra strategy because I got something for you. But sometimes we get complacent. Sometimes we get comfortable, and we're relying upon our careers instead of God. And you know what happened? God is, hey, sometimes God allows the brook to dry up, or sometimes God may have forewarned you, hey, look here, this is not going to last forever. I'm trying to get you to somewhere else. And then because of we being so uh, 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 we're not listening to God, or sometimes we use our own idea of thinking, oh, it ain't, ain't nothing, it's going to be all right. Then all of a sudden, the job fell us, which, in fact, our trust should not be on our job. Our trust should be on, on God. And so sometimes God allows that for us to be laid off on the job in order for us to be in the purpose that he has for us where we're relying upon him instead of the job. So that's something we have to think about. A few more things. We have to fast, pray, and obey, or fast and pray and be obedient to God, and he will reveal who we are. He will reveal who's for us and also who's against us. He will reveal who's for us and who's against us. God will not only expose your true friends, he will expose your enemies. But what we have to do, we have to acknowledge God, you know more than I do. And when God show you something, hey, take it to heart because God will not withhold any good thing from us. But that's going to help us to know who we are. That's going to help us to remember who we are. That's going to rebuild and make it as a solid foundation way beyond before we got hurt before we got abandoned, before we got uh, uh, mistreated, all these things. And also understand 
I mentioned earlier some of the reason why we can't release the ones who hurt us because we're too busy trying to punish the person or punish ourselves because of the ones who hurt us. Let me say it again. The reason we can't release the ones who hurt us is because we're too busy trying to punish ourselves because of the ones who hurt us. There's so many people there, they're giving, us, they're giving themselves self-inflicted wounds. They beat themselves up. One thing I always say, the hardest person to forgive is not the person who hurt you, but the person who allowed them to hurt you, and that's ourselves. Sometimes we beat ourselves for so long, so much, and that's not God's will for us. God wants us to free and let it go. God wants us to be able to forgive ourselves. Forgive ourselves. Don't punish yourself. It ain't worth it. Don't punish yourself anymore because, you know what? You messed up. Okay. But guess what? God, in his grace and mercy, allow us another chance to wake up and get it right. Do it right. You know, that's why it's important. We have to not only stop beating ourselves up, and stop saying negative things about ourselves. Stop thinking, stop anticipating the worst. But we got to start speaking over our life. We got to start speaking over our life. Speak those things as though they were so they could become. You know, you may not feel confident, but you know what? Start looking in the mirror. Look in the mirror. Get real acquainted with who you are. Get real acquainted. Sometimes people leave our life. And you know what? That's a great opportunity for us to be refined, be rebuilt. So speak over your life based upon what God said, not what other people said. Speak over your life. The Bible tells us there's life and death in the power of the tongue. Are you always talking negative? Are you always talking Death, are you always talking condemnation about the one that God made you? No. What did God say about you? God said that you are the apple of his eye. God said that you are the head and not the tail. God knew you even even when you was in your mother's womb, even before you were in your mother's womb. God already knew that you were going to be on the scene. He already knew. So how about we start trusting the one that created us. In other words, trust the creator and not creation. For God to be able to invest so much into you. Do you really understand? Do you really know your potential? The answer is no. Guess what? To make you feel better. I don't know my potential either. I don't know everything, but I'll tell you what. I found out there's a script that said I can do all things through Christ who strengthened me or who gives me the ability, who enables me. God has given us the power and authority. He has given us dominion over everything. So that's something that we should understand. And understand in the midst of even the mistakes that we've made, God did not give up on us. Even in the midst of us giving up on ourselves, God did not give up on us. So why should we give up on ourselves? No, no, no. That dog ain't going to hunt. Forgive yourself. And be able to live again, be able to appreciate, be able to live another day, go forth another day, understand how much God loves you, how much God wants that relationship with you, but also God wants you to have a relationship with yourself. 
that is so important for us to remember. Understand, God wants us to have a relationship with ourselves. So no matter what transpired, forgive yourself, love yourself, and understand, you know, sometimes sometimes God has to allow us to be by ourselves, to get ourselves together. Sometimes we got to be the one to give ourselves that pep talk. So understand, you have to remember who you are. And the first step is for you to go to God, go to the Father. He the one that created you. In other words, go back to the manufacturer. Go back to the dealer. Let him deal with you. Let him deal with you. He knows what parts to take away, what parts to replace, and some parts just to just dust off. There's nothing wrong with the part. Understand, God knows you better than yourself. So how about you trust him in the midst of whatever you're dealing with? And understand God loves you. That's the understand. Listen, God loves you and he wants you to love you. Regardless if other people don't love you. You know what? That ain't your problem. It's their problem. And you know what? We don't have to make people love us. Because I'm telling you, we're keeping our eyes on the ones that don't love us. And God trying to reroute or, or redirect our vision, our eyes, and the person that does love us. For that young lady. Quit looking for love and let love find you. For that young lady who may be watching, the Bible says, the man that finds a wife finds a good thing and obtains favor from the Lord. So that man that finds a wife, in other words, that man is looking. It didn't say the woman that finds a husband. No, that man that finds a wife, in other words, she's already wife material. She's just waiting, waiting to be picked up by that man, not some boy. But understand, listen, ladies, the man that findeth a wife findeth a good thing and obtained favor from the Lord. So in other words, she's being found by a man and not a boy. And when they get together, there's favor. There's favor from the Lord. But if the lady is being found, if she's not for sure, if she's dealing with a man or a child, look at the results. If it's hardship, if it's a loss, if you always giving and giving and giving, then you're not dealing with a man. Just point blank. You're not dealing with a man. And also for the guys, the guys that's looking for love. The guy that's being a man of integrity. And I always tell people, there are some great men. There's still some good men around. There are some faithful men. There are some obedient men. There are some godly men that are around. I know somebody said, well, where they at? Hey, <laughs> what, where you been looking at? Well, that's the problem. Just keep looking up to him. In the right time, he'll send them. He'll send them your way. He's sending your way, but you will never find the right man if you're out of God's path, if you're outside of God's will, if you're outside of God's assignment for you. Always hear it at, the, at church, Matthew 6 and 33, but seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you, which means all these things shall chase you down. 
You don't have to look for anything. If we do things the Bible way, it gives God the responsibility to take care of our needs, not ourselves. So let's do things God way. But we say that we're Christians, but yet see, we don't want to do it God's way. So it's either we're going to do it God's way or we're not going to do it God's way. But if we're not going to do it God's way, then why are we calling ourselves a Christian? Just one blank. But if we are believers of Jesus Christ, how about we give God all the chips and say, hey, look here, I'm trusting you. I'm putting, I'm bidding everything. I'm giving you the responsibility. Watch what happens. That's where your faith kick in. That's where you exhibit faith. That's where your faith can be kicked up a notch, two or three or four. If we can do what God tells us to do and trust him, I mean, I'm telling you, when you put your trust in God, I'm telling you, he will move mountains. So many people that are too busy trying to climb mountains, and God didn't authorize or even tell us to climb no mountain. He told us to speak to the mountain. And I know we sang that song, Lord, don't move my mountain, but give me the strength to climb. Uh-uh, that ain't scriptural. We, we say so much stuff ain't even scriptural. God's responsibility is to take care of us, but we have to understand we're on an assignment. And we that are obedient and doing the thing that God tells us to do, that's his responsibility to take care of us, not ours. It's our responsibility to obey him. And along the way of obedience, whatever we need, he said he will supply all of our needs according to his riches and glory. That's his responsibility. And I'm crazy enough to believe it. And I want you to be crazy enough to believe it too. So with that being said, we want you to be able to understand God made you beyond God made you more than what you're dealing with right now. God made you more than just settling to be some side chick or be some side project or, you know, just receiving less than the best. What God has for us is the very best. But sometimes we, we get second runner-up, third runner-up. And like I said, not just pertaining to a relationship. That's part of it. But what about our career? What about friendship? What about the things that we're trying to do, the decision-making that we have in our life? It's God's responsibility to tell us. And you know what? I tell people not just the big stuff, even some sisters small as, well, you know, God, what do I need to wear today? Some people, that's so minute. No. It trains you to hear the voice of God. Because who knows, God may tell you to wear a black jacket, uh, a such and such pants with some green pants. And he may tell you to do that because there may be somebody that he has told, hey, look here, I want you to go over here. You're going to see somebody with a black jacket and some green pants. I want you to give them $100. Understand, you're on an assignment. And your assignment is to get the instruction from God because there's a connection that he's trying to make. But in order for you to get that connection, you got to be obedient. We got to give God the trust, the ability to come in to our life, our plan. Let him orchestrate everything. So with that being said, we want to make sure that we understand that it's so important for us to start giving things to God. Give God our all. I want you to know God will heal every broken heart. God will heal the confused mind. God will take care of any and every situation if we give it to him. He want to take care of it. He said, he said in his word, 
that he would never leave nor forsake us. He said his word that we can cast all of our cares upon him because he cares for us. You know, he cares for us more than we care about ourselves. You know, and also I found out that he has our best interests at heart. And sometimes we don't have our best interests at heart. You know what? Sometimes we're just so stubborn, we end up causing ourselves more problems. We cause ourselves more problems. If we just do it, if we do things God's way, just imagine the problems that we wouldn't be dealing with. So that's why it's so important for us to remember who we are. Remember your birthrights, your spiritual birthrights. You are a child of God. God made you the head and not the tail. God made you with purpose. God made you with value. God made you with worth. God made you out of love. God knew you were going to come. I don't care how you got here. I don't care where, you know, uh, uh, my mom and dad had a one-night stand. So you had nothing to do with that. You're the result of their choice. But no matter what, there was a choice for you to be here. And that was God who orchestrated you to be here. In, look, in the midst of whatever situation, in the midst of the crazy family you came into, you know what? You were needed to be here. You were need, There was a need for you to be here. So it's not a coincidence. It's not some misfortune that you got. No, it doesn't matter. That's purpose. You got purpose. So no matter what, you're not defined by what you dealt with. You're not defined by what people said, what people done to you. But in spite of, God know how to work everything out where you can be in the purpose and plan that he has for you to be in. So as we get ready to pray, we're going to get ready to just hold up each and every person who may be in need of prayer. You know their situation. You know your situation. Just case there may be somebody who may be watching, who may not be saved. Romans 10 and 9 tells us that thou shalt confess the Lord Jesus Christ for thy Savior and believe the heart that God will raise him from the dead. Thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believes unto righteousness. With the mouth confession is made unto salvation. Just in case you know somebody who may be dealing with something, we want you to hold them up before God. I don't know everybody, but God knows everybody and everything. So that's what we're going to do. We're going to touch and agree to give everything over to God, and we're going to leave it there. We're going to ask God to help us to leave our problems with him and not for us to pick it back up. So as we get ready to pray, I want all of us at this time to come together and pray. And we're going to believe, we're going to anticipate that God's going to move. No matter what we pray about, we no longer need to be praying and not expecting change, expecting God to answer our prayers. And you know what? Even if it doesn't look like things have changed, even if it looks different than what we're praying about, God still answered our prayers. So no matter what it is, we're going to give it to God and leave it there. Dear Heavenly Father, we're coming to you right now. We thank you, Lord, for your awesomeness. We come to you right now, God. We acknowledge your presence on tonight. God, we come to you right now, God. First of all, to forgive us, God. If there's anything that we said, found, or thought, or felt that was unlike you, God. God, we ask you, God, to forgive us and we receive your forgiveness. And we thank you for your forgiveness. God, we come to you right now, God. Thank you, Lord, for giving us our identity, God. 
Thank you, Lord, for having our best interest at heart, God. God, we're speaking, God, that you help us, God, to understand the value and the worth that you have invested into us, God. God, help us to understand, God, that there is a purpose, God, that you have for us, God. There is an agenda that you have for us, God. So, God, help us, God, to yield ourselves to you, God, in the name of Jesus. Help us, God, to receive your instructions, God. Help us, God, to obey you, God. And, God, we ask God to help us, God, to search you and to seek you like never before. In the name of Jesus. And say about everything you stand for, but by every problem, by every confusion right now. In the name of Jesus. And Lord, we thank you, Lord, for deliverance, God. We thank you, Lord, for freedom, God. We thank you, Lord, for raising up our bowed down heads, God. We thank you, Lord, for lifting every burden, God. We thank you, Lord, for even delivering those who may have dealt with low self-esteem, God. Delivering those who may not uh, know their purpose or who may have felt that they are in the wrong purpose, God. Thank you, Lord, for deliverance, God, even those who might have been beating themselves up, God, punishing themselves, God. Thank you, Lord, not just for forgiving us, God, but helping us, God, to forgive ourselves, God. Helping us, God, to forgive those who may have hurt us, who may have mistreated us, God, who may have abandoned us or rejected us. God, we're speaking right now, God, that you bring healing right now in the name of Jesus. Those who may be sick, sick, God, those who may need healing, God, touch and heal their bodies right now in the name of Jesus from the crown of their head to the shoulder of their feet right now, God. Bring healing mentally, physically, emotionally, God, spiritually, God, financially, God, bring healing and wholeness, God, in the lives of your people right now, in the name of Jesus. God, we even hold up Shaniqua, God, Shaniqua Calhoun, God, we're holding her up before you right now, God. God, we're speaking, God, that you bring healing and deliverance even in the Calhoun family right now, God. Heal right now, God, in the name of Jesus. God, we even speaking right now, God, those who are grieving right now, God, comfort them right now, God. God, let them know, God, that you're still there, God. And, God, we can lean upon you, God, in the darkest hour right now, God. God, we even know, God, even though, God, there may be friends that may be around, God, friends and family that may be around, but, God, we know, God, that they can't be there forever, God. But, God, we know, God, in the midst of our alone time, God, in the midst of our midnight hour, God, you can be there to hold us, to carry us, God, even for you to let us cry on your shoulders, God. So, God, we ask you all to help us right now, God. In the midst of those who may be dealing with uh, uh, like chemical dependency, God, drugs, God, alcohol, God, those who may be trying to escape some type of pain, some type of agony, God, be speaking for deliverance right now, God, helping us, God, to be able to know you, God, and as we know you and seek you, you will reveal not only who you are, but who we are in you, God. So, God, we ask you to help us to know our spiritual identity, God. Help us right now, God, to know our spiritual worth right now, God. Help us, God, to know and operate in our integrity right now, God. Help us, God, to know and love and have respect for ourselves, God. Not just for fellow men, but ourselves right now, God. Help us, God, to hold our head up in the midst of whatever the devil tries to, tries to do, God. Whatever the devil has tried to do, God, to uh, uh, beat us up, uh, even to make us give up on life, God. We speak, God, that you help us, God, to hold on right now, God. 
in the name of Jesus. God, we speak, God, for those who uh, uh, have dealt with abuse, God, regardless if it's physical, emotional, or sexual, God. God, we speak, God, that you help them, God. Those who may be dealing with lingering memories right now, God, the devil doing some ill things, God, we speak, God, that you wash out their remembrance right now, God. Even those who dealing with problems of forgiving themselves, God, dealing with regret, uh, of uh, uh, painful mistakes of the past, God. Even when the devil try to bring up their past, God, help us, God, to have the strength to bring up the devil's future, God, to remind the devil of his future right now in the name of Jesus. And we thank you, Lord, for deliverance, God. We thank you, Lord, for the joy, God. We thank you, Lord, for the peace right now, God, in the name of Jesus. God, we even speaking, God, the unhealthy relationships that may have been exposed, God, those who may be trying to escape from toxic relationships, abusive relationships, God, we speaking, God, that you give them the plan, give them the strategy, God, to get out and seek safety, God, immediately, God, and we thank you, Lord, for protection, God. We thank you, Lord, for making a way out of no way, God. We thank you, Lord, for everything you've done, everything you're going to do. In Jesus' name, we thank you, Lord. We count everything all joy, God. We thank you, Lord. We enjoy, God. We embrace, God. We celebrate, God, your move, God. Patient, God, of a mighty move of you right now, God. In the name of Jesus, we hold up every leader right now, God. Encourage them, God. Strengthen them right now, God. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, God. Those who may have been uh, the lost child, God. The lost sibling, God. Who may have abandoned the family. Who may have left or tried to run away, God. God, we're speaking, God, that you help them, God. To understand, God, the right thing, God. Doing the right thing, God. In the name of Jesus. And we thank you, Lord, for everything you've done. We thank you, Lord, for everything you're going to do. In Jesus' name we pray. We say amen, amen, amen. God, thank each and every one who tuned in. I hope and pray that there is something that was said that ministered to you. In case you want to uh, catch me on Brother Prater, I'm on uh, Facebook, um, Brother Prater, B-R-O-T-H-E-R, Prater, Piers and Paul, R-A, Tears and Tommy R. You can see my daily devotions and uh, videos. Also, um, you can go to my website at brotherprater.com. You will see my daily devotions and upcoming events and uh, my personal appearances. Also, you can go to the source section of my book, uh, uh, source section of my website where you can see my book, A Few Good Men, A Path to God of Fatherhood. Also, The Girl Who Was Her Brother's Keeper. I want to thank each and everyone who tuned in and thank you, thank you, thank you for listening to Reconnect My Heart Podcast. God bless you and good night. With Lucky Landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.